Well, hello, I'm Doug Apple, back with another special interview for you today. And we're on the phone line with Mike Sharman of Share Healthcare. Wouldn't you rather have the government just pay for all your medical bills so all those worries are out of your brain, all that stress? And that's what uh, some legislators are promoting is just have the one payer system. It's all through the government and the government pays your health care bills. Wouldn't that be so nice and peaceful or would it? We're talking with Mike Sharman of Share Healthcare. That's a nonprofit health care sharing ministry, quite an alternative to the normal health insurance. And so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, you can find out more information at sharehealthcare.com. They bought a little layer time here on Wave 94. Maybe you've heard their ads, but we're going to have a little conversation here about why would it be a problem to just turn it all over to the government and, ah, uh, Mike, I can just breathe easy now because, oh, yeah, I've got this a medical need. No problem. I've got uh, the government's going to take care of it for me. I don't even have to think about it. It's so peaceful and nice. What's the problem with that, Mike Sharman? Well, you could phrase it in a, a different way, too, of we've become a go-ask-an-adult culture. <laughs> you know, we've <clears throat> trained our children, oh, don't think for yourself. Don't be an independent person. Don't be a um, <clears throat> person who analyzes things on your own, but go ask an adult. And then we, as we become adults, it then winds up being, well, somebody else in authority needs to do something. Right. You know, when uh, a number of years ago, when uh, Cho, a, a insane person who went in and shot up so many students at Virginia Tech, and they were they did an analysis after, well, why didn't the students, instead of just cowering in their rooms and in under their desk and waiting to be shot, why didn't they actually do something? Why didn't they go after uh, Cho and? If they had, he he would have been overwhelmed before he killed so many people. And the result of that analysis was, well, they'd all been raised. That whole generation had been raised in a go-ask-an-adult. Hmm. Wait for somebody in authority to do something. You know, if we have the idea in our minds of, well, government ought to take care of this. It's government's responsibility to pay for my college. It's government's responsibility to educate my child. It's government's responsibility to pay for my medical care. If I have a, uh, a hailstorm, it's government's responsibility to pay for my uh, crops that have failed. If I have bought a house on the beach and I have a flooding, it's government's responsibility to take care of that. Well, if that concept had occurred in our in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, 1900s, the 2000s, we would no longer be a nation. In fact, we would have never been created as a nation. Mm-hmm. You know, George Washington mentioned and, and basically credited his experience as a military leader, etc., for the fact that he actually had to struggle as a child. Now, we think that that's hard to believe when we realize he owned Mount Vernon. Except, well, he inherited Mount Vernon. As a kid, his, his father had died when he was young, and his mom and he owned a fair amount of land, but no cash. Hmm. So he became a surveyor at the age of 17. Uh, he surveyed the town that I'm in, Culpeper, uh, Virginia, when he was 17 years old. And then he went out from here up into what is now Pennsylvania, surveying all this land that Lord Fairfax owned. And he mentioned that he would go across icy creeks. He would sleep in the huts of homesteaders out there. 
next to the fire, next to the farmer and his wife and their dog to stay warm. And, but he would write back his friends, but another day, another doubloon, because at the time, Spanish gold doubloons were the main currency, which, for all you trivia experts, is where we get the idea of pieces of eight, because they would cut it up into eight pieces to be able to have smaller currency. Hmm. But that idea of a strong individual is not accepted anymore. It is not considered praiseworthy. And because it isn't, then of course we need government to do something. We need a large corporation to take care of us. We need all these other big things to do the work that Davy Crockett or Daniel Boone would have done on their own, or all the icons that we can think of. Just think of any icon uh, in American history, and they were strong, independent people. Mm-hmm. You know, Susan B. Anthony. That was not somebody who said, well, let's go ask government to do something other than give us the vote, mm-hmm. other than take care of the babies. Um, we need to get back to teaching our children have moral fiber within yourself. Think for yourself. Follow the, the rule of law under God. Do listen to authority, but if authority contradicts God, follow God. Mm-hmm. And we need to be teaching our children that from a young age, not to be rebellious, but to be submissive to God, and then submissive to proper authority. But the submission is what it's listed out in um, you know, Ephesians 5 of, First, submit one to another. We have to be a pretty strong person to honestly submit. And then it goes from there, you know, wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, but wait, there's more. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. You have to have a strong moral core to be able to be crucified for your wife. Mm -hmm. You have to have a strong moral core to be able to withstand ridicule and disparagement And all those things that Christ endured for his bride that we need to be able to endure for ours. And then you have to be a pretty strong child to, you know, to respect your parents um, when often the parents are disrespectful. Uh, And it isn't uh, blind submission. It is always submission in accordance with the rule of God. When we do that, we're going to be... reinstituting the freedom vigor that we'd had from the beginning that brought people to these shores, that built up these shores, that spread throughout the continent. Um, And if we're doing it truly with the mind of Christ, we won't have the excesses that many of them had. Uh, You know, we've learned from, hopefully, learned from the problem we had when we went away from the rule of God and instituted perpetual slavery. When we went away from the rule of God and actually the constitution of the... um, charters that allowed us to be do our founding when we put uh when we warred against indians and put them under subjection in these ghettos that we call reservation and intentionally did things so that they had to be uh in fear had to be subservient to us when we're having strong moral fiber in ourselves that is christ-based and we recognize we need to stand on our own two feet I mean, when's the last time you heard somebody talk about, you know, they pulled themselves up by their own bootstraps? No, I, I got this loan. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I got this grant. Let's just try to do it on our own and see what happens. 
and see if we can bring down our 30 plus trillion uh, deficit mm. down to a balanced budget again because we don't have to have government paying for everything. Everything. So we have these Supreme Court decisions and you were telling me earlier that you felt like they were moving us toward more freedom. How so? Oh, absolutely. Moving us toward more freedom. Well, one, you know, the ones we had last year, they, the big decisions come out in June of each year. So, you know, last year we had the, the main school um, choice decision where instead of government funds public or private schools that are secular, it has to fund private schools that are Christian, regardless of their Christianity. That's a big change in what the last 20, 30 years of religious freedom law had been. Um, masterpiece uh, or master shop, uh, masterpiece cake shop, uh, which didn't really decide the case on the merits, but said that it did decide that a government entity cannot have animus toward Christianity and put their secular view as superior to that that uh, cake maker who had his own views. You know, government's views cannot be superior to our own in opinion. That's what the First Amendment is about. And then that master, masterpiece cake shop was one of the bases for this year's 301 Creative, which was Laurie Smith, a website designer in that same state, Colorado, which Colorado still had an animus against Christians. And this time the Supreme Court came right out and, and slammed them and said, you can't force people. Government cannot force people to speak or create something just because the government wants to when it's against the uh, person's beliefs. You know, a masterpiece cake shop was about uh, homosexuals intentionally going into a Christian's uh, bakery and saying, we want you to do a same-sex cake. He said, no, I'll bake you anything else, but I can't do one that celebrates what I believe is sacred marriage that's only between man and woman. So they wanted to force him to create something that was against his beliefs. Supreme Court struck that down, but sent it back for a substantive finding. Then 301 Creative, the woman knew she wanted to um, expand her website business to include wedding websites, because that's a trend. People are having their own website for weddings now. But she wanted to be, she didn't want to wind up in the same place that Master Pete Cake Shop did with the same Human Rights Commission. And so she asked the court for, uh, you know, declare to say whether or not she'd be at risk if she had a website that would not do same-sex marriages. So they, she clearly presented that issue. And the U.S. Supreme Court uh, said, absolutely, you are free to speak or not speak as you believe, whether that's secular speech or Christian speech. Well, hallelujah, somebody's finally at the Supreme Court again recognizing the First Amendment means what it says. And so that one step of freedom of Master uh, Peace Cake Shop built onto another 303 Creative, which was Lori Smith case. And then if you look at just the cases that the Supreme Court has turned down or turned away just in that the same period in June, they sent one back to Oregon, which was almost the same thing, and said, we're sending this back to you, this case back to you, for you to review in light of Masterpiece Cake Shop, meaning y'all blew it, look at this again, give them freedom. That's going to change so much um, 
Well, does it, I mean, just think how many churches, how many people think, well, I can't do that, that's against the law, or I have to do this because the law says I have to, and the Human Rights Commission says we have to do this. No. Religious freedom means religious freedom. And we're having a trend toward that again. Now, Doug, it, it all depends on people like you in media to have your tribe increase, do exactly what you're doing, don't waffle, don't give in, present Christian medicine, messages, uh, broadcasting them out, you know, scattering it, that's what broadcast means, you scatter your seeds out there, and we individuals who are listening need to tell our friends, our neighbors, our family about Christ in a good way. You know, by good, I mean actually presented as gospel, the good news, not, oh, you're blowing it in a legalistic way. But draw people into Christ and then let the Holy Spirit talk to them about how that transformation. Let the Holy Spirit deal with them on their sanctification. But when we begin having Christianity pervade the culture, it will pervade the culture and it will change it. Well, let's bring this back around to healthcare and the idea of, well, why wouldn't it be better just to have the government pay for my health care? We'll still have all those other freedoms, Mike. We don't have to worry about all that, but doggone, these health care costs are getting ridiculous. Now, I just read this stat here. You can tell me if that matches up with your stats, but uh, this article I read said that the... Uh, the average annual premium premium for employer-sponsored health insurance is over seven thousand per year for single coverage, and over twenty-two thousand dollars a year for family coverage. Again, that was the annual premium for employer-sponsored health insurance. Mm-hmm, exactly. Even if those numbers are right or wrong, the point is we know that it's a ton of money and. The point of the article that I was reading there was that a lot of people were opting out of insurance altogether because they just couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And that's why they would sit back and say, well, it'd be a lot easier for me if the government would just pay for all of this. However, in that good old rugged American spirit with the Bible as your foundation, in comes on the white horse, share healthcare. So connect all the dots for us. Right, and um, so I'd read something very, very similar in the medical industry newsletter, Health Affairs, said that they, the study showed exactly that the average monthly premium for employee-provided health insurance was 1871 bucks. Uh, share healthcare for that same family of four is $349 per month. So we're 81% less than insurance. Well, why is that? Because we're not insurance, which is controlled by the federal government and the state government. We're neither. We're we're controlled by our our board, but we're controlled by biblical law. And so we don't share in abortifacients. We don't share in abortions. We don't share in gender destruction or deterioration. Um, And that saves things, saves a lot of money. Um, We, uh, a person needs to be a Christian to be a member of Share Healthcare. Um, but they also need to be a Christian who doesn't smoke or chew. And so that tobacco use has an enormous impact on health. And when you remove that from the, the group of people that you're sharing with, you save a whole lot of money. 
you know, I'm personally a teetotaler, but share healthcare, we, we recognize the Bible doesn't say that, but the Bible does say when you drink, drink in moderation. So we have that as a, a requirement of our sharing guidelines, of our sharing handbook. And we, we define moderate as really be a moderate, two to three drinks a week, you know, moderate. Um, and when you take out alcohol and you take out tobacco, you're just living according to scripture. When you take out um, same-sex marriage, when you take out homosexuality, when you take out abortions, guess what? That $1,871 per month premium comes down to $349 per month for us. It's, ours for a single is $149 per month for a single, $249 for a couple, and $349 for a family four, and $50 for each uh, child after that. And that's because of compliance with biblical law and not having the bureaucracy, because that bureaucratic cost is about 25%, not having the bureaucracy of having to uh, jot every T and cross every I, <laughs> or what do I say? <laughs> jot every I, cross every T, hope somebody else got it out there, um, for the bureaucratic mandate and their enormous amount of them if we had to follow state law or federal law, which we do not. We're a, a co-op, helping people share one another's medical expenses. We're passing the plate across the nation. It is not complex. We have some complex digital things that go on to do it, but the concept is simple. The way of doing it is simple. The bookkeeping for it is simple. And because of that, we wind up being 149 bucks a month, 249 bucks a month, $349 a month. Uh, and people have the joy of knowing they are helping uh, other families, other individuals, other small businesses that are Christian to be able to save that money to, to use for the things that are important to them. If it's a small business, you know, another um, different capital investment. If it's a family, hey, what you save gets you your family vacation. Um, on and on and on. Um, it's, it's really a joy of doing it this way with Share Healthcare. So if you're listening today and you're one of the people mentioned in the article that uh, you have no health insurance right now, then maybe this is the alternative for you, a nonprofit healthcare sharing ministry called Share Healthcare. And you just heard the prices, very reasonable. And this could get you into that uh, health coverage that you need and we're looking for sharehealthcare.com is their website or you can just call their toll-free number and talk to somebody 1-844-SHARE-HC for share healthcare that's mike Sharman, and for wave 94 i'm doug apple